Welcome to Your Divorce Planner Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., certified divorce coach, event expert, and go-to gal for navigating the next steps of your divorce journey. I'm so happy you've tuned in for the tools, topics, and truth talk to start transforming your life today. I truly believe that with a powerful planning partner, you will heal the heartbreak and move forward faster. Without further delay, let's continue creating your comeback today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We're doing the Divorce Diary series right now, and I have a beautiful, beautiful guest today. Miss Charlotte Gray is a fearless living master coach and advanced hypnotherapist who specializes in helping smart, ambitious professional women move past their stuck points, reclaim their true voice, master their fears, and up-level their careers and lives through transformation from the inside out. Charlotte, has been a coach for over 20 years and practices rapid transformation therapy, commonly known as RTT, and heart healing, a truly quantum leap experience. Welcome to the show, Charlotte. Well, happy to be here, Heidi. Thank you for having me. So, so excited to bring our listeners into your energy, into your world, share your story, all the things today. You know, this is really a series that's Intention is to host real, unfiltered conversations with women who have been through the heartbreak of divorce and who have spent time healing through it and creating, really, truly creating their comeback. It's supposed to be meant to give them tips and inspiration and hope and truth to know that their feelings are valid and that there's so much more in the next chapter if you choose to heal. And before we dive in deep, I just really want to thank you because I know that your divorce has been quite some time ago and you had a little bit of hesitation of like, is this going to be okay? Is it going to be relevant? And what I know to be true is that every single person's experience is so unique. And the reason why I wanted to have so many different women on the show is because I want all the divorced folks out there to hear something that resonates with them. And so I know whatever is shared from your end of the tracks today is going to resonate with someone in the way that they truly need it. So thanks for your courage in advance. It's not easy to always share your story or revisit things from the past, but I appreciate you just being willing to take a chance and the opportunity to help someone else out today. I really appreciate the opportunity. I did have my hesitations. I did have my fears, all kinds of things that popped up. But at the bottom, it was like, you know what? I might actually be able to help someone. Absolutely. I mean, without a doubt, I know that there's going to be so many things that we come across, not to mention the amazing work that you do, which we'll get into a little bit later, that somebody's really going to need today. So let's just start out back at the beginning or the end or the middle, whatever you consider it to be, with what I call kind of your divorce story. And you can share as little or as much as vague or as in detail as you feel comfortable doing. Go ahead. I'll let you take it away. All right. I'll try to keep it short. (laughs) I was in my 30s. And at the time, there was there were new. In fact, it was on the news. It's if you're a woman over 30, your chance of getting married, (laughs) uh, you have a better chance of dying in an airplane crash than getting married. That was a while back. And that was the belief. Well, being the rebel that I am, I thought I'll show you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I had had opportunities. I had had proposals of marriage, but they just weren't the right, you know, I knew they weren't the right match. And I ended up joining at that time an elite dating service. And it wasn't long after I had joined that I met the man that would become my husband. Now, on paper, everything looked good. <laughs> and we had a lot of things in common, things that we liked. So it was a nice match, but I I didn't feel passionate about him. And I let him know. And he just kept pursuing. And finally, I said yes. And one of the reasons I said yes is that I wanted to get married to have a family. Yeah. And having children was very, very important to me. And being in my 30s, time was definitely ticking. And, you know, he had all the qualifications, so to speak, to make a good husband and a good father. He had, from a previous marriage, he had a 12-year-old daughter who would then come in the summers and stay with us and for holidays. We got married. I was working in the entertainment industry at the time. I was working on a TV show, and we went on hiatus. Now, I have to back up, and this is where I get like, this is hard to talk about. Yeah. He had had a vasectomy, and I knew that because he had been up front with me at the beginning, but I was also up front that I wanted to have children. And when he proposed to me, he said, I would be, I am willing, I want to marry you and I am willing to reverse the vasectomy. And I said, the fact that you're willing to do that, I'm willing to take a chance and say yes. So going back to the story with being on hiatus, it wasn't long after we were married, a few months later, I was on hiatus and meaning I was on time down from work. And I brought up the vasectomy. Yeah, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. The, of the course main, indeed. One of the I'm main reasons you, <laughs> you wanted to get married so you could have kids and have a family and all the things. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I was up front. And so this was a mild mannered, you know, gentleman. I brought it up, like maybe we should call the doctor to schedule the appointment, and he exploded. He went ballistic, and he said, how dare you ask me so early into the marriage to do that? You're making me feel like a sperm bank. Those are his words I've never forgotten. I have to say... That was the beginning of the end. Mm. It was in that moment, there was so much broken, you know, trust, hurt, (laughs) fear, you know, what have I gotten myself into? Then the marriage continued and then things got better. And then he brought it up. Okay, why don't you call? He had me call the doctor, his doctor for the reversal. And I set the appointment and I'm all excited. And sure enough, as the day was rolling around, he started an argument and we had to cancel. And this happened twice. Mm. Well, 
stepping back a moment, when I said at that moment when he exploded, for me, I know in hindsight, hindsight, the marriage was over. I, prior to that, had been what I would call a robust social drinker. I like to drink. I like to have fun. I love to socialize. And, you know, all was good. Well, from that moment on, I started drinking at him, the Ooh. anger. And I crossed the line. Yeah. I crossed the line from a robust social drinker to alcoholic. Mm. And, you know, I used to watch a TV show every morning. And on there, there was one commercial mid midway through the show. And it said, if you are a woman who has a problem with alcohol, you know, call this number. Now, having a problem with alcohol, I was, you know, as the time passed and the drinking got worse. And that alcoholism doesn't mean you drink every day, by the way. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like, well, I'm not really an alcoholic. I did sneak away to an AA meeting to, and I stopped drinking for a month on my own, like just to kind of check things out. And the meeting that I went to was a co-ed meeting. And I left there and I thought, if I have to go to meetings with those people <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of my life, it's not going to happen. So I proved to myself that I could quit smoke and quit smoking, quit drinking for a month. And then, of course, now I can reward myself. I can start to drink. Well, as is true of the disease of alcoholism, I started, I could drink nicely socially, but it was in no time I was back to, you know, going over the line and getting yeah. angry and drunk and having a fight with my husband. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to the commercial, I'm bouncing around because it is a long time ago and it is emotional even today. Yeah. But I also at that time started, had started late pursuing an acting career and I had filmed my first bit on TV and it was airing and I didn't say anything to anyone, but, you know, I had a few people over and was drinking my crystal champagne, <laughs> celebrating. And the next day I w- had an appointment and went to that place that if you're a woman who has a problem with alcohol. Oh, you <laughs> went. I did go. I thought, well, maybe, maybe, you know, they have another way to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And it took 10 minutes at that appointment for me to basically cry uncle and say, the jig's up. I am an alcoholic and I do need help. And the woman was wonderful. I explained to her, I can't go with those creepy people <laughs> in my mind, you know, God. <laughs> but she said, well, She said, why don't you go to women's meetings? You might be a little more comfortable. And she directed me to a wonderful meeting. I walked in. The women were all beautifully dressed. I felt like, yeah, this is a party I'm hanging out in. (laughs) Yes. And they were all raising their hands saying, you know, I'm so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. And that was the that was the day I raised my hand and said, you know, I'm Charlotte and I am an alcoholic. And that's 34 years ago. I've been sober for over now, 34 years. Mm. 
Wow. And yeah. And I thought my husband, I did it for me, but I also thought my husband would be very happy about it as well. Sure. And it, I think I was maybe two months sober. And for anyone that knows anything about alcoholism and sobriety, well, first of all, the first two years are rough emotionally. But those first few months, you're just a raw scab, you know, Ooh. bleeding emotionally. And I was being very vulnerable with him, more vulnerable than I actually had been before. And I was sharing something with him mm. and trying to build more intimacy, you know, and he, he looked me, he listened very carefully. And then he looked me in the eye and he said, I'm very glad you shared that with me. And I would like a divorce. Yeah. Just the glass shattered. I mean, oh. the imaginary glass. It was like, what? What? <laughs> uh, I also found out shortly thereafter he had started to see another woman. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him. I was in such shock and then such rage. Oh. I just, it just was like a calm. And I just looked at him and I said, I. I'm so angry at you. I could kill you. So I'm going to leave the house. Wow. And he made a drama about that, that I had said that. But I got out because I didn't even know what to do with those feelings. I was so here now. I've invested a few years with him. I'm further into my 30s. And mm. I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know. Not only I feel betrayed and all these other things, but am I ever going to get to have children? I I was just the anger of the whole the whole thing. Anyway, fast forward. You know, no, you don't know. I have this new habit of saying you know incessantly. <laughs> I have to stop it. <laughs> I feel like myself. I know. I feel like I know. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> As a divorcee. So I really leaned heavily on my new community. I had right away got gotten a sponsor. I went to meetings like every day. And there was so much support for me there. Support like I'd never had in my life. Mm. And I didn't even know prior to that. I didn't even really understand that I needed support, except maybe seeing a shrink, you know, over yeah. something. Yeah. And that was my first experience with community and the strength of community. And knowing, Heidi, you know, that you have these wonderful groups to help people through. It's imperative. People that really get you, that see your greatness, that call you out on it, remind you who you are. Because in that moment, here I am, a newly declared alcoholic. Oh, my God, I can't believe I have to say that. <laughs> the realization of the impact that it was having on my life, the fear mm -hmm. that I'll never have my dream you know, and what am I going to do? Go move into my 40s and 50s and never have the children that I deeply desire to have. And my friends, of course, you know, 
I didn't really have family support. And I only had a mother who was probably, you know, would trigger drinking. I actually, newly sober, realized, and then going through the divorce, I, I let her know, Mom, I am not going to be talking to you for a while. Mm. I'll reach back out. And I didn't tell her I was sober because that would have been a dangerous thing. She was not a safe person. Yeah. And so having found community, having found support was just precious beyond. The other thing, the, you know, I had to get a divorce attorney. It got ugly. That's what happens. And the interesting thing is that earlier on in my life, I had worked for, I'm from California, now living in Ohio, but I had worked for one of the top celebrity divorce attorneys in Beverly Hills. And so I knew about divorce. I was I was the shoulder that many of the wives cried on, you know, while they were going through it. And I had seen what happens, you know, they start out, oh, we're amicable. It's going to be great. We're going to, oh, yeah. And then it explodes and then it gets ugly and the drama. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it really did, does happen for many of us that way. Well, not for me. I mean, I didn't know how I was going to get through that divorce. But when I got angry, it was like, I'm going to protect myself and make sure. And that's so important that women do that because when they're emotionally vulnerable, which they are, I mean, both both parties are, of course, but men tend to be more logical and women more emotional. And they think, oh, you know, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to, you know, whatever. Yes. And then it's the biggest mistake because when the divorce is over and life moves on, many women, not all, find they've been taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And they have to live with that outcome. There's no going back. On the other hand, you don't want a, a highly contentious divorce attorney that's out to make money for himself and riling everybody up. But there are practical things that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And that's where the long vision comes in. You have to look for the long play. You know, you're out of the marriage. You were in it. You invested together in that relationship and you deserve to leave with dignity and whatever you is your right to have. I uh, first of all I just want to acknowledge all that you just shared because there was so so much vulnerability there and I I never knew any of these things about your life. I mean, like you said it was a while ago for you and to bring it back up and to feel those emotions again today is just, it's a really powerful thing. And to acknowledge alcoholism is a really, really powerful thing. And I love that where your story began was like, I just, I found somebody that should check all the boxes because I think a lot of the times when we're younger, I know I, I know I was trying to check all the boxes and I had found a great guy and he was really funny and he was really nice and he was ambitious and he had a lot of hobbies and he was really nice to me and he like fit all things, everything, all the things. And sometimes just to check all of the boxes that maybe society has put there or just like, I don't know, the the world scope has put there or our upbringing has put there, wherever we've gathered this checklist from 
and these dating sites or even these elite sites. I love that you even went to this elite space to find some high high grade quality person there because all of these options exist, right? We we can have curated connections. There are ways to find people these days, but just to check the boxes of this matches this, you guys might be a good fit and then try to roll with it. A lot of times we try to mesh ourselves into somebody that we need to be in order to get our desires met, in order to get our needs met, to be that mother, to have that family, to do those things. Or if you don't have those things, maybe it's to be an adventurist or be a high earner or whatever things that you might desire for yourself. So the fact that you recognize alcoholism in the midst of all of that, and then we're able to heal not only yourself, but also that piece of yourself is really, really huge. And I also love that you shared that you went to a meeting that let's just say didn't feel like a fit, didn't feel like your people. It wasn't the vibe. And I get this. I want to touch on this because I get this from a lot of women who eventually say yes to my community, the comeback community, that weren't really sure at first. I don't know what's this going to be like, what's this going to feel like. But the reality is it wasn't the hate your ex club. This is a rebuild your new normal and move forward in your life club. And that's a different breed of women than the woe is me. I hate my husband. I hate my life. Now that's not to say we ignore any of those things. We just learn how to actually use those things to propel us into our next level life. And that's a whole different breed of people. So I love that you didn't give up on what the pain point was at the time. You just got the opportunity to go, where is the fit? And then you found this fit that actually ended up healing all these different parts of you. And I say so many times, you know, a lot of us like to think, a lot of people like to think at first, well, I've got friends, I've got family, I've got coworkers that care about me, I've got a church or whatever it is. And that's great. But that's totally different than people navigating your pain point with intention. And so whether yes. it is, you know, this healing community through alcoholism, a healing community through divorce, a healing community through depression, through grief and loss of a of someone in your life, whatever it is, whoever's listening today, just know like don't give up on finding your fit. But find that community piece because it will catapult you in a direction of support and healing in a way unlike any other and if you don't experience it, don't give up on that community. Just keep searching for the right one. What are your feelings on that? I think community is imperative. It's not just going through divorce. You know, I realize now in all areas of your life. Yes. Going through divorce, you know, it's one thing. I mean, if you have a supportive family, that's fabulous. You know, that can help hold you up. but. To be in a community with like-minded people that share some of your pain points, that understand it, and then to have, in your case, Heidi, with the groups that you do, you know, that is way beyond it on the other side, you know, you are the beacon. <laughs> people can look and go, oh, there's hope, there's light. And she 
can guide us and direct us. And I have to imagine in your groups that people make lifelong friends. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. Such, a, such a, an emotional time. I also, what occurs to me is there has to be the right time to come into a community as well, because going through divorce is like going through a death. You go through the grief cycle. Yes. And depending where you are in there, you know, in the beginning, it's really about just getting the feelings out, being that hot mess. Yes. And no, that's where you want your family or friends, somebody that just lets you blubber and cry and scream and yell and, you know, just go through it all and loves you anyway. <laughs> because yeah, I know for myself, I certainly wasn't loving myself at that time. You know, when somebody that you're trusting that you're, you know, married to rejects you, you feel unlovable, you feel worthless, you doubt yourself, you don't trust yourself, just all those things. And it's just a fireball of emotions. Yeah. You can't even sort them out in the beginning. So getting that initial help till you, you know, process, you just get it out any way you can. And as you're moving forward, going through the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, Hmm. and the acceptance. Somewhere in there, there's the time when you're ready to say, I don't want to be the victim in my story. Yes. I want to be the heroine and I need to write a new story and I need a writing coach for my life. <laughs> and that would be like, uh, ah. somebody to write a new story. That's so, so epic, Charlotte. I need to write, I get to write a new story. And sometimes we just need a writing coach, right? Like where does my pencil even start? Because sometimes that's the most confusing part. I love the other thing about community where you said, you know, there needs to be that space where people understand your pain points. And the other part of that is people need to, you need a space where people can understand your pain points, but also understand your desired outcomes. So this group that's like, okay, we're all here because we also all want a certain outcome. And when you can drop into a space where you feel so inspired by the outcome and you have permission to feel your pain, I truly, truly believe that transformation comes at the intersection of love and pain. It's like, there's the pain, but I have so much like love and promise and opportunity coming. And at that intersection, that's where our transformation and growth just turns up a thousand degrees and has the opportunity to allow us to write that new story. So I love that you said that. What do you think are a few things that you gained from your divorce? What'd you, what did you gain? What did it teach you? What did it show to you? Yeah, what a lot. <laughs> I yeah. got myself. I got myself out of there because I was a wounded, you know, individual going into that marriage. And I was wounded dragging myself out of it. But with the support and the help and all that I learned and the resilience. Mm -hmm. Because my spirit is strong. It's like, 
I, I found myself, you yeah. know, I found myself in a way that I'd never known. And I, you know, I'm a coach, so I mean, I continue with self-development and growth all the time. It's all about peeling back the layers of the onion. But a year after that divorce, after the divorce was final, I wasn't anywhere near the woman that had gone into it at all. And I, I think I know we have limited time. So I do want to tell you that two things. I ended, I moved out. I found a fellow actress. I actually found it through the Screen Actors Guild at the time. They had bulletin boards and somebody was looking for a roommate. And I met this woman. I moved in. We are still like dear best friends today. And yeah, again, I got wonderful support from a complete, you know, strangers really all around. And I dated somebody. I started dating someone. But again, I was checking boxes. <laughs> I dated him for about a year and then realized this isn't going to happen. And now I've really lost time. And, you know, if I'm going to have babies, I better do something. And I really kind of was giving up. Like, I think it's going to be too late. And I didn't know how I was going to live with that because I wasn't ready to give up. Anyway, one night I wrote a list like, Charlotte, if you just put down the boxes, the list, and just what do I really want? And I wrote up a list. A lot of it was happened to do with the externals, you know, like I like blonde, tall, you know, whatever. And I swear to you, a week later, I met him, the father of my twin daughters. Oh my I, I was somewhere and he walked in and I, I literally, it came out of my mouth. I couldn't even stop myself. I went, there he is. <laughs> and there he was. <laughs> so anyway, I we wanted need, to wrap that. Well, I mean, we need to be clear on what we're looking for. And I always yeah. tell my clients to start with start with what you're looking for from yourself and start acting as if you are that woman right now, because you want to attract from that space of you. And I love that you said the biggest thing that you got back was your your true self because that's what I got to. And I wouldn't take back my divorce for a million bajillion dollars because I finally found myself. And when you can operate from your true authentic self, there's nothing like it because then truly the things that are meant for you, they no longer miss you. They're, you're not fighting the universe to try to get something. You're just attracting what is meant for you. I know that, you know, a huge part of what you do is this really powerful practice. And I want to make sure that our listeners know about this so they can get some of it in their lives and understand it more fully and wholly because a lot of the healing through divorce comes from healing our wounds. And you use a practice called heart healing to address different wounds. Can you share a bit about that? Yes. Heart healing is a relatively new modality. I was one of the first certified in the world, barely a hundred of us, maybe a little over a hundred that practice heart healing. Heart healing addresses the early relational wounds. Those are your attachment wounds. 
the things that keep you people on the couch in psychotherapy for years trying to figure out, you know, what happened, what's wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. Heart healing, it uses I use hypnosis, but I take you on a guided journey into your heart. And mm-hmm. in the heart, the wisdom of the heart shows, allows depending, you know, the session and what we're working on, which wound, but someone from your early life shows up. And then I guide guide you through a whole healing process. And the results are phenomenal. People come out of a single session going, oh, they see things in a whole new way. They feel differently. They feel light. They feel I'll talk about like themselves. I do a complete, I offer a complete heart healing package. And when people complete that, it is a journey back to them, themselves. Mm. They say, I've come back home to me. And how they show up in the world. You see, the heart is energetically 5,000 times more powerful than the mind. And we need mindset shifts for transformation. But when you heal the wounds, now the kind of wounds I'm talking about in right now is the not enough wound. Yes. Self-worth, self-love, self-acceptance, self-trust. When you heal those core wounds, First of all, we've been wounded. We get an energetic wall around our heart. And that happens early in life. It happens later, too, and through divorce and whatever. But those early wounds that we carry through life, it we're protecting ourselves or trying to protect ourselves from being re-wounded. But the problem with that is it keeps that wall, keeps all the good and wonderful things that you desire, including love and money and success, all these things, abundance from coming in. Yeah. So when you heal those core wounds, you are free, truly free. Mm-hmm. And life just takes on the synchronicity that kicks in, the miracles that occur, the abundance that shows up. I'm getting chills even talking about Me it. Me too. It's such good work. And I love how you brought to light that this is, it's very scientific based because the fact that the heart has 5,000 times the amount, I call this activating at a deep cellular level. And that's so much what I teach in the modality of breath work in my own coaching practice, totally different practices. And I'm so excited to learn more of yours and experience yours because there's so many ways to do this and grow this. But when you can experience healing at a deep cellular level, like in the heart space specifically, it's so much more powerful. I also call that the bottom up approach because I, I talk about like from the bottom of the neck the from the neck down is the bottom up approach when we change at a deep cellular level a body based level then the top half of the body can kick in and follow along but so often what we try to do and so many coaches do which is a beautiful thing like you said mindset work is great it has its place it has its space but if we don't unite that with the body based work it is only so so potent and I, uh, so I love that you share the science 
behind that and the fact that it all comes from wounds because so much of the wound work is what is necessary to remove all of what I call the joy blocks. We have to unblock all this stuff to make space in our human body for all that we actually desire to be attracted. So you and I are so united on this front. I, I really, really love that you have this available to folks. And on that note, I just want to ask, how can people get more of you and your work into their lives? Where can they find you? Well, I have a website called Charlotte Gray, G-R-A-Y.com. It tells only a portion. Well, it talks about what I do. I say, just go to the testimonials, but yeah, because... I specialize today on helping, as Heidi pointed out in the beginning, professional women that are ambitious, that are stuck. But that encompasses like all facets of one's life, you know, and it it changes all facets. So you can go there. My email, if you're curious about anything that I do, you can email me at coach at charlottegray.com and just put in the subject line Heidi B so I know where you're coming from. And I recently just launched a quiz. The quiz is entitled, Is Success Burning You Out? That's for the over, overwhelmed, overworked, over worried, anxious, <laughs> you know, people. I think you're going to have it in the show notes. So that's where I'm going to direct you to go because I don't know the link. I wouldn't be able to tell you the whole link uh, right here. And it'll reveal, you'll see where you're at. There are different avatars and layers. Mm -hmm. And I do have social that's also in the show notes. And I have been Charlotte Gray. But... I also, I wanted to say, I have a, a six-month program, speaking of coming back home to you, where I combine cognitive behavioral tools, which is what you learn in fearless living. That's the fearless living coaching I do with the heart healing and the wholeness that one achieves. I say to people, it's called courage to be you. Mm. And at the end of six months, you look back, my clients look back, and they don't even recognize the woman that signed up for the program. They are so, they've grown so much and changed. That is amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm not giving you any examples, any testimonials. So look it up on the page, but it's, this thing works. And for women that are going through divorce on the other end, when you're ready to start a new chapter in your life, you need to heal old wounds. I know what I wanted to say. Heart healing also addresses trauma. And I am trauma informed. It's and not just the early trauma. I had I did have a client that had adult trauma. Yeah. Uh, very horrible stuff that changed the this was uh, a woman it changed the complete trajectory of her life like took her off the road she was on for years and she did therapy and whatever took her through a heart healing package and after one of the sessions she she said she was traveling and she was packing up to go back home and she said I don't know. I was looking all over the room. I kept thinking, I'm forgetting something. I'm forgetting something. I don't know what I'm forgetting, but I'm forgetting something. 
And then all of a sudden she had, aha, it was the weight, the heaviness that she had been carrying, the trauma. It was gone. And it was that. that. You are doing such great work in the world. And I know our folks are going to reach out and try to get more of you in your in their lives one way or another. I have two quick closing questions that I ask everybody on the show. And the first one is, what is one thing that you love about you? I love my resilience. I really love my spirit because, oh, let me tell you, I've been knocked down a lot in my life. Yeah. And I lie in a pool of emotional blood and bleeding. And then I say, oh, no. And then when I'm ready, I rise back up and keep on going. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And then the last question is, what does joy feel like in your body? Oh, that's so interesting. No forewarning on that joy. Oh, my God. One of the things I help, help people with in Fearless Living, we identify the wheel of fear and the wheel of freedom. And the wheel of freedom is your authentic, your essential nature. And my essential nature happens to be, well, my wholeness, as we call it, that spoke of the wheel is inner joy. I know that when I'm in, uh, inner joy is very physical. It's pure freedom. I call it nirvana. It's, you just go with the flow. Nothing can, you know, really bother you. You have full trust, full love, full belief, and it feels sensational. Ooh, I just have to, I'm, I'm writing down. She can see me writing. I'm writing down fullness and freedom because I love those words and they just gave me all like the buzzies in my stomach. So that feels so juicy and so good. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing today, Charlotte. It's truly, truly been a pleasure to have you share your journey, share your story and share your light. Thank you so much. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. And to everybody else listening, remember that you are safe, you are loved, you are enough. Go out into the world, shine your light bright, and live a limitless life. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved our chat or know someone who would, take a quick screenshot and share it now. Or leave a five-star review so this message can reach the masses. Let's continue connecting. Drop me a DM at Your Divorce Planner or go to yourdivorceplannerhub.com to start coordinating your comeback today. You can even schedule a free connection call to dive into your desires and understand how partnering with your divorce planner will be a game changer for your next chapter. Tune in next week for another transformational topic. And remember, you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough. Take care.